Hello and welcome back to the Golden Hurricast, a weekly podcast covering Golden Hurricane athletics at the University of Tulsa. I'm Ryan Token. I'm Matt Rectine. And I'm Pat Fox. Tulsa dominated New Orleans at home and we just got off track of beating Dayton uh, in Uncasville, Connecticut just now. So we're recording right after that game. It might be a quick one this week, so let's get to it. Okay, so we are coming off a two-game week where we had a pretty dominant win the whole time over New Orleans and ended with a 10-point win there, and then we just, like, hot off the presses, just beat Dayton by five. Uh, So a very good win against a pretty very good Dayton team who their last five games, or maybe it was four of their last five uh, besides us, have been against very, very good teams, ranked teams. Uh, All those were pretty close games, so that's a huge win for Tulsa. So really awesome to see that. Uh, what was your guys' kind of biggest takeaway from those two games? We do I know Matt? Or? I was just gonna say the fact that we won like not at the Reynolds Center was huge. Like, I mean, I get we've had we played Utah on the road, and then we you know in Vegas we got beat by ten both those games, right? Yep. Yeah, that's the so that's how you see. It, you just kind of had that fear that we're a good team at home, but. I mean, if we only won at home for the rest of the season, we would have only had, like, 17 wins. That's yeah, like, right. Can't be a tournament team if you don't win on the road. Right. So I liked liked that a lot, especially against a Dayton team. Like you said, I mean, they're not bad. They're All their losses are quality losses, especially this most recent one. But they've lost to Virginia, Ole Miss, no, Mississippi State, Oklahoma, yeah. and uh, the other ranked one. Auburn. Auburn. So... Good. They've had a lot of like good losses, and so this is. I mean, they're not a bad team, so it's a it's a big win. Weirdly enough, this might be better for us on like net and and uh, Ken Palm. Better win for us than like K State and OSU, just because yeah. it was a neutral site. <laughs> which is it's strange to think about because K State is definitely better than them. And I feel like Dayton and OSU are probably about equal level. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. It was huge. It was really nice to see. Um, Something I'm hoping that, like, I was hoping to see it, especially against Dayton, was Taplin to finally kind of step up and be the guy we were hoping he was going to be to start the year. And he's not playing bad. You know, it's nothing, like, negative, really, that's happening. He's just kind of been quiet for a long time. So, I don't I don't know. Do you, you think there's something going on with him, or is it just he'll come out of this eventually? I think he just has a couple of nagging small injuries where it's like he can play with them, but still, you know, he's not at his full health. And uh, his shot hasn't been falling. Like, he just started to get, like, the three-pointer going. Um, yeah, I finally hit one today. That was nice. He had two against New Orleans, too. Yeah. And so that's been struggling. And it looked like, I mean, he's just an undersized guy. And when his three-pointers are falling, they're going to fall back on him. And he can't go over big guys at the rim. So that kind of thing. Good. Really, the good thing to see is um, turnovers kind of going down. Only two today. Oh, nice. Um, so that was really, I think, a struggle. Even against like OSU and yeah. K-State, where we were winning, he still had a lot of turnovers. So like, when I was watching the game, it was like, just, if you look at the box where he's watching, like, Taplin was in control. He wasn't like great or anything, but he was right. like a solid, solid player. Yep. 
Yeah, I think the biggest thing, at least definitely from the New Orleans game, but probably from this week, has been the finally some slight emergence of Zeke Moore being a player that can play basketball. So that was great to see that. Yeah, I mean, are you really going to say that, the, the, the Zeke Moore hater of the group? I'm not the hater. I'm just waiting for Whoa. him. Whoa! I'm, like, he has Pull been... Pull up the receipts. He has been bad this season, so I'm just, like, there's no debating that. So I'm just saying what's been happening, and I hope he gets it going, but... Uh, he finally did against New Orleans, so I hope to see more of it. Yes, Zeke Moore is. I don't know, like how he, the one thing good thing about Zeke Moore is he has one really good skill, and sometimes you just need that. It's shooting. Yeah. And it's a good skill that we don't have sometimes. It feels like. Absolutely. I mean, like, and he hasn't had it the rest of the year, which is my point there. Well, yeah, but I think it's. I think it's. He still has like if you watch him like play, like he's this is a natural stroke. He's a good shooter. It looks good. It looks good. That's what I'm saying. So. And even at SLU, he was like a 40% three-point shooter on a small sample size. Yeah. And I think it just took him a while. I think it's taken a while to get used to D1 again. And that's part of it. But nobody, like Jeffries and Carita maybe, have more natural strokes than him. Yeah, I think his stroke looks great. I'm just, I and mean. He, and he's 6'6", so he can like, like I, you see a lot of Carita and Karen yeah. Scott, big guys coming at him, they can't get the shots off. Right. He can shoot over people. Yeah, after the New Orleans game, he hit three of them, right? Yeah, three he for three. Um, and so I was, that was great, and I was really inter- interested to see how Haith was going to play him against Dayton, and also if he was going to be as aggressive shooting the ball. And he was one for two, is that right? From three, one for two from three, two for three from the field. Yeah, so another pretty solid game. So I wonder if his playing time will start getting bumped up a little bit because I feel like what were, can you see his minutes? Not yet because we don't have basketball reference. And ESPN doesn't do it, but I'm really, I'm like ninety nine percent sure he played more than Chris Barnes. Okay, Are you yeah. trying to get his minutes like that he had or he's had up. I want to compare his minutes this game compared to New Orleans game. A little less, but not like. Oh, crazy. He, play, he played a lot in New Orleans. Though, I know because we so. played. We played like most of these seconds. Yeah, he and we were four, up. He played fourteen minutes against New Orleans. I'd guess he'd play around ten against. Yeah, because that, I think honestly, like comparing, it's probably like what I'm thinking is that he played fourteen against New Orleans, but that's a lot of that is because we were up by so much in the first half in second, early second half. Um, but if he had played a lot this game, like. Anywhere close to 14 minutes, those are way more meaningful minutes, right? So that means yeah. Haith has more and more confidence in him playing him against somebody like Dayton compared to a not very good New Orleans team. And I would make the just, I agree, but just a slight caveat that I think we are up by so much against New Orleans because he was in, as opposed to him just being in because Right, right. Were. Yeah, he was but, building that. Yeah. I'm just saying, he got more time because yeah, no, we were I, up, yeah. Like, yeah, Dayton's more mean. This, I mean, Dayton's a much better team than New Orleans. I'll, I'll say that. I'll go out on a limb. <laughs> yeah. I will say that New Orleans is the second worst team uh, from New Orleans that will play this year. <laughs> Sorry, Tulane. The other thing I really like about how he's playing is he's kind of just, once again, kind of repeat, but the role. He, play, he doesn't do too much. Like, he, if he doesn't have a shot, he'll take maybe one dribble and pass it off. He moves a lot off ball, which he wasn't early in the season. I think that's part of the problem. He's kind of trying to, like, just do things he's not good at. He's not good at dribbling. <laughs> he's not good at, like, kind of, like, finishing at the rim. He's really good at shooting. Just shoot. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'd love to see him, like, kind of come into his own, uh, especially going into conference play. If we've got a really good three-point shooter in addition to Karita uh, and Jeffries, you know, that can come in off the bench especially and fill those roles, That'd be huge going into conference games. The other thing, so kind of leapfrog my thing I take away from these two games. Uh, two games we shot 50%, over 50% from three. Compare, both these weeks? We both did? these games. Wow, yeah. nice. And you compare it to K-State OSU, which part of that is they're better athletes and better defenders. 
Um, we shot under 20% in both those games. Yeah, yeah. So that's really bad. And like going to the game, I asked both of you, do you think we shoot over 30% from three? Yeah. And I think I said no both times. I didn't answer. Did <laughs> I did it today. I don't know about New Orleans, but yeah, it was like, I mean, it's understandable. Like we were, we were shooting like so bad coming into it, coming into these games, especially against like good teams, like kind of gets Arlington and all those, you know, kind of softies. We were shot, we shot fine. Scout, we shot fine. If you guys can hear that, that's Token's dog is barking. She's a hot take artist. She's the skip famous of Britney puppies. Um, but, so really, if, I mean, if we can keep up, like our strength is in our shooting, but it obviously, if we have good shooters, because the ball to bottom more, has more space, stuff like that, good shooting just helps space. Yeah. It's gonna, we're, that, we need that, especially offense. We're kind of <coughs> offensively challenged. Even in this good stretch we're having, we're still offensively challenged. Yep. Another thing I'm still kind of waiting on is like Igbani played such a such a great second half, but even like the first half was so bad. He played really really bad. He's like a black hole when he gets the ball in the in the lane, and it just sits in there for like five seconds, and then he like tries to make a move. The second half it was working every time. It was great, but the first half he made a move, nothing happened, and then he tries to kick it out of there. By then everyone's already back, like recovered on defense, so he's got nobody to throw it to. Him. He turns it over. So. I don't know how realistic. So what I like sometimes in NBA, I'm a big Milwaukee Bucks fan, and the thing they've done recently is they tell, like, they have blue boxes around the perimeter and spots where everybody's supposed to be. So, like, the best guy Giannis knows if he gets in a bad situation, just to pass. Yeah, without looking, right. you know, without thinking, yeah. he knows where to go. I feel like they should do that with Ibanu. Yeah. Because he gets yeah, the ball the sure. most down low. And if we say, like, okay, Martins, there's always going to be a guy here, here, or here, you know? Yeah. So if you don't know, you get double teamed without thinking, pass there. Yeah, right. So that kind of thing, like kind of like in practice more, get situations, like run doubles at him, and like he needs quick react. No, you can't think in these situations. Quick, yeah. this natural reactions. So the thing is, like the, guy. the first half, I agree with that. But the second half, he was making everything he put up there. And so he was he was breaking double teams. He was getting through people. And so you don't want him to necessarily stop if he's on fire like that. True, but still, there's definitely going to be situations where he has to pass out of doubles. Yeah, yeah, right. And... It's like it, it's it just it's just another weapon he has, mm-hmm. and that's like he doesn't. I don't think he needs an outside shot. I think he yeah. needs to be a better passer. Yep, agreed. Uh, Zeke Moore had 15 minutes. He did well. Yeah. Whoa, man, awesome! At least according to Tulsa's website. Cool. So. That means hey, yeah, he's got to be seeing it then. So that's that's encouraging. Especially with kind of the struggles that uh, Scott and I don't know the struggles, but Creed just only took one shot in this game. Yeah, yep. Karita led. He had led the team thirty minutes. Yeah, he, and he, he had he had thirty in yeah. this game. Yeah. Dayton, and Dayton and New Orleans. He had thirty minutes. And so, I mean, that's one thing I was just thinking about is Karita had a very quiet uh, week. I think just on New Orleans. Uh, let me pull up the box score. Three quiet points. statistically, but like yeah, he makes well, these awesome that's, plays. And that's what I was going to say. It's like he's not he's not having a lot of points right now. Um, but I mean, looking if you just look at he had five rebounds. Five assist. I mean, he led the team in assists. Yeah, Staten. Nice, which is big. And he had no no turnovers, only two fouls. I mean, I just like wanted. I just wanted to talk about that because he's not taking the shots. Which I mean, wouldn't you think that he is one of our shooters? Oh, for sure. Yes. And so why why do you think he's not taking? Shots. He just knows he's in close out. He knows when to make the right pass, though. Yeah, too, I mean, he's not going to force up threes just because he knows he's a good three point shooter. If he, if there's somebody who's more open than him, he's got the mindset that he's going to get it to that guy. Mm-hmm. Did you say five? Sorry, I was uh, yeah, five, five assists. Yeah, five assists. So that's like really impressive. So, and it, the kind of him and Curran Scott, he's, maybe it's because they're white guys. So that's not the best word. But the, it seems like they <laughs> have similar roles as like you know off guards. Mm-hmm. 
And that's the thing, like, Kern Scott, he pump fakes a three, goes in and just, like, head down into, like, three defenders sometimes. Yeah. It can be frustrating. No, he does. Well, Carino will, like, keep his dribble and, as I say, make the right play. He'll find a cutter. He'll pass it back out to Taplin. He'll sometimes go with that little weird floater, but that seems to work. <laughs> well, that's, that's the same floater that Scott does. Isn't He's it? just better at it. No, Scott's, I, Scott's, I mean, Scott's looks a little better, but Scott, it doesn't yeah, go in as often. Natural, Scott gets like, he hops a little bit, you know? Yeah. And Karina, Karina's like me in intervals. You know, it's like stand still, like, it's weird, but it works. That's all you need. just needs to work. Uh, something else cool that, or maybe not cool, but something else notable uh, was in this game against Staten that we just finished up watching was Jeffries just came out like on fire in the first half, put had the team on his back and was carrying us, and then he got totally shut down or I don't know I don't know if it was the defense getting to him or what, but when he slowed down, Igbani picked up the slack, so we had somebody who was just going off both halves. That was huge because if somebody doesn't, one of those two guys doesn't do that. We lose the game for sure. Yeah, I think going into halftime, Dayton game plan said, don't let this guy like yeah. get his spots. So right. that was part of why Jeffries, and he struggled. He had a couple of really bad passes. Yeah, kind hey, of, man. How many, can you see the turnovers he had? Is he had that two. It was okay. those two so passes. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it just, some of you are like, oh, those are bad passes. But the other time, I can be kind of have Jeffries goggles where I just think he does everything right. But yet, true. at the same time, you're like, that's also, I like the chance you're taking. Right. But just in the future, be smart about it. What are you going to say? No, I was, uh, Ken Pomps finally updated. We went up one spot to 124. One spot? Yeah. What is going on? Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Okay. God, that's unbelievable. Yeah, um, just going on to the passes, I, because I, I think I said uh, at the start, or before the game started, I was like, oh, I'd like to see, like, good passes today, because against New Orleans, New Orleans, it just looked like... It was a lot of rush. The like, last 15 minutes in New Orleans was so bad. Yeah. yeah, and it was just like we'd go in, and then it, it looked like we were playing on our heels. Like we were like panicking, like making, like forcing bad passes, and then they'd either go out of bounds or get knocked out of the way. And, and also just, the free throw thing got in their heads. They were like, if we get fouled, can we make these shots? Yeah. You know? And they started hacking the body towards the end. Yeah. So I was glad to see that the passing was better and the free throws were better. Because, I mean, after – God, it was <laughs> – very very sad. Just watching <laughs> New Orleans. Like we, we missed twenty of them. You know thirteen of thirty three. You know it's a bad sign when they make when they, when we make a free throw. The whole crowd erupts in cheering. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we finally did <laughs> man, it. that happened. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, no, I, I refuse to, oh, to clap because I was like, I, I'm not going to applaud something that should be routine. Yeah, that yeah. is that's awful. That's a good point though, man. Because I, you know, not thinking a lot of times when you watch Tulsa games, you're like, Jesus Christ, when are we just going to like? When is more than one person going to like touch this ball? Are we just going to dribble the air of this ball? But during okay. this game, I was never like, man, like this is horrible. Like, Well, is- near the end of Dayton, it kind of felt like that a, a little bit. It yes. wasn't as much. I was like, for a little bit, I was like, wow, we're not doing the hay thing. And then right when I was about to say that, I was going to wait one more possession to say it. And then, and freaking, we then we did yeah. it. So yeah. I, then I couldn't say yeah. it. It was a combination of that he and the least, fact that the stream went blurry. He, he, was, he, he yeah, at least waited until like the last two minutes and, to do it. And he <laughs> was making the shots, which always helped. Like Taplin, was, he, he had a couple and one layups at the end of the game. So that helps me not be as mad when he just does that the yeah, entire Unlike OSU, where it just seemed like, oh, God, we're really you, trying to lose this game. Yeah, yeah. I almost blew it. But then also, Heath called a really good play towards the end that we all liked, the Jeff Jeff Curl, Curl, yes. Curl layup. Right. So that kind of stuff, like, and you could tell he straight up called that play. Yeah. Um, that, that kind of thing, you know, it, it gives you hope. And Heath's kind of like, this, he's playing more, and he knows what he's got, and he's playing the cards he has. He's not just doing anything crazy. It's, and, and then once he figures out, 
if we if we can get away from the kind of last minute dribble the air on the ball when we don't have a lead where you can dribble the air on the ball, and, and that's really that would be a good sign because his defense is working great right now. Like they shot what did they shoot? They shot forty percent from the field, Dayton, which is his. Wow! That's, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And New Orleans, which it's a small school, so it's hard to tell. But forty yeah, percent um, is awesome, but fifty-four is even better. <laughs> what do you mean? We shot fifty-four from the field. Yeah, no, we take efficient shots a lot of the time. We this against Dayton. Yeah, we shot fifty-four percent. Yeah, gosh, we were, that's a hell of a game. We had a lot of turn- we had twelve turnovers, I think. Yeah, that that's where that's where you feel like man, we're we're screwing up. Yeah, it's the turnovers, right? Nice. Then uh, New Orleans shot 34, which that's really good for a, a bad team. Yep. They shouldn't be shooting over 40 yeah. if our defense is good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff, where, I mean, we know it kind of sucks to watch sometimes, but it's such, it can be exciting. But, you know, we're a defensive team, and if we play to that strength, that's a good thing. I mean, our best player, I think he's better on defense than offense. Jeffries? Yeah. Ooh, that, that, that's kind of a hot take. He's pretty good. He's he's very good at offense. He's a very good offensive player, but, I mean, he had three steals, two blocks against New Orleans, two more steals in this game, and he's kind of like... He's a baller. I I honestly believe he can guard anybody on the court except for maybe, like, a seven-foot talented center. I don't think he'd be able to guard, like, a really, really quick point guard. Like, that... Who was the dude... What's his name? From West Virginia last year? Uh, Uh, Javon Carter. Yeah, Javon... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think he'd guard B.J. Taylor? Probably the best point guard in our conference. I, I haven't watched enough of him. I don't know. It's like even we we had that. Uh, he could do a fine job. It's just it'd, it'd be tougher. It'd be tough for him. Cal to do Baptist that, had that aqua guy who nobody on our team could defend. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. So I don't know if they yeah. started with Jeffries on. For they him, never but, did had him on there because okay. he, he he plays the bottom of that matchup zone. It's also hard to say because we don't play man to man. Right. Yeah, it's like guys like that. I could like that's where I can see a Chris Barnes, you know, just ISO like yeah. zone offense, zone defense, but just follow him around, follow their really quick point guard around with Chris Barnes or Darian Jackson or something. But for the rest of the time, I yeah, I think I agree with you. He could he does a good enough job at it to make it not ridiculous. Barnes's yeah. minutes are really dropping off though. He only had five today. Well, but the, it's about time. <laughs> d- he does so many frustrating things on offense. It's it's yeah, it's mind blowing. So I'm happy about that. Let me look at the. This is the weirdest thing. It has to be an error. It has to be an error. He had a hundred percent turnover rate against New Orleans. Who? Every time does that mean every time he touched the ball, he yeah, turned it over? I don't know how that's <laughs> oh possible God. because he had uh, he had two assists. So it, it has to be wrong. But maybe there's like maybe they're thinking yeah. nobody's gonna check this box <laughs> score, right. and we're just gonna crap on Chris Barnes. But like it, it feels like he has a hundred percent turnover rate. Like. You kind of hold your breath when he gets the ball. Oh, I know, man. He either takes long twos or just like running layups that don't work. Yeah. And over dribbles sometimes. Agreed. It's, it's infuriating. And I, I'd much rather have somebody like Zeke Moore taking his minutes. Yeah, man. If he can start lighting it up like Kern Scott, like he was, you know, player of the game against Kansas State, played a pretty good, kind of an ugly but good game. You know, like no, Nobody can see the quotes that you do. Ah, oh, it's true. I quoted when I said, what, what was I? Player good game? Player, 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 yeah. yeah, quoted player of the game because he was like, everybody else played a really bad game. Uh, and he did okay, but like, he's not, he just hasn't been a playmaker. And you don't need everybody to be a playmaker, I know, but uh, like, Lawson Carita is kind of the not playmaker guy that we have. He's like the role player that does everything right all the time. He's the heart and hustle. And, the thing is, though, and so if Curran Scott is like going to fall off a little bit and the rise of Zeke Moore is occurring before us right now, that could be cool. If we have two, if we had Carita and Moore who can be the starting five that I wanted with two awesome shooters at the beginning of the year, that's that's the dream. So let's let's get there. And also, 
Woods got, I feel like he doesn't do everything right a lot. He turns the ball over. Yeah, like a, he does. Way too much for how much he has the ball in his hands. Yep. I'm, I'm, what's the term? Bearish on, on Curran Scott? I was very bullish on him at the beginning of the year. But bearish would be the right. Yeah, I've been not guy, anymore. I've been the guy in the opposite of you. I know. Because I've been pretty annoying to you about it. Yeah. Um, but I still don't think he's, I don't think he's. He should get playing time. Yeah. I don't think he's lost the he's, starting spot yet, but it's just. I keep thinking he's gonna like pull off those floaters, and he does sometimes. Like his classic thing is pump fake three, jar the basket, floater, and sometimes he makes them. But more often than not, it seems like recently they're just not falling for him. It, so if he like if he scanned the floor more, kind of like Krita, and didn't just like try to go straight up and float over three guys. Yeah. There, obviously, three guys coming at you. Yeah, somebody's gonna be open. Yeah. Um, let's see turnover percentage. Who has the worst? Oh, he's like fourth worst now. <laughs> uh, but Darian Jackson and, and like Falcons up there. Right. Um, Chris Barnes, number three. Not surprising. 24% of the time he turns the ball over. <laughs> I mean, that's because Falcons showed in the New Orleans game that if he like catches the yeah. ball, he will lose it. Because <laughs> he, always, he always tries to dribble it, which doesn't work no. for him. Yep. He's really bad about getting up through, uh, through traffic. And where did he transfer from? He's a Juco guy. Juco. Okay. Somewhere Juco. in Texas. Yeah, he's yeah. from Houston. I remember that. I just, couldn't remember if it was a, a like a D one school in Houston or JUCO, so it makes sense. Yeah, he's so yeah. from it doesn't say. That's fine. So if we go, so now um, if we go off one of these kind of overarching stats, BPM, was like a box score. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Zeke Moore is number seven now on our team, so that's good. He's rising up. There you go. If you, also, if you also look at that though, it shows that Jeffries is a better offensive than defensive player. That's true. That's true. It's a hot take on my part. We'll see. But, we'll see at the end of the season. Yeah, it could be there, um, but it's pretty close. But also, so who do you think has obviously of the people who actually get playing time? Chris Barnes has the worst of that. Yeah, and then it's Falcon and Scott. So I don't even know if I have a problem with Scott starting. It's just like, well, eventually somebody he's getting uh, a lot of minutes. Yeah, there's not like a clear replacement for him at this point, like yet. You know, yes. I think eventually, like you're saying, I think there could be, but right now he's just like he's okay enough to be in the starting lineup we need somebody to like rise up and and take that spot the problem is it's a i don't know it's it's hard to play karita at the two because he's not quick-footed yeah. so if you want to go like tackling karita uh, well, like, jeffrey's horn Ibano, that's kind of a slow-footed team. zeke moore is also very very much not quick-footed i know so, so it's, it, it's it's i don't know if it's, it still feels like it should be joiner oh yeah right well but you, it's, it, it comes back to taplin needs somebody to take a spot it's more like closing games, I'm saying. Oh, so, okay. like, do, like, kind of stagger their minutes enough, but then when yeah. it matters, have it. I really like the lineup. Well, Joyner's also been, like, real, real quiet recently for some reason. Yeah, but he still doesn't make some. He's better no, than I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I'd rather have him in there than Scott. But it just based on the last few games, he's been, doing like, non-existent. I don't know if we've talked about this on the pod, but how much I love Jariah Hornet Center. Yeah. Those lineups are so, so good. Yeah. Yeah, he's a stud. He I is. really like his. What, yeah, the lineups with him in there are always really cool. He's another guy. He's kind of like a like Karita. He can do a lot of good stuff off ball, but he's way more talented. So he has cuts. He passes. He does all these good things. He's like really fun to watch. And he does like it's just like a different dynamic than with Ibano. Mm-hmm. Like Ibano is a scorer in the post. He's more. He can stretch the floor really, really well. Yep, can shoot. Yeah, and and he can take a guy off the dribble a lot better. What is it? He's our second best three point percentage guy right now. Uh, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Jeffries is first. Yeah, which is nuts. Like I, I would not have guessed that had I not heard it on the broadcast today. Uh, yeah. no, actually, Joiner's first. Uh, really? Yeah. yeah. He doesn't take, take that. Many. Maybe he's, they were talking a, about the starters. He's ahead of Jeffries. Wow. So. 
Cool. He had a couple, like, it's it's a little skewed. He had a lot of good three-point shooting games against bad teams. Yeah. So that's part of it. And, I mean, Joiner's is a small sample size, right? Um, it's got to be, yeah. I can't, I can't even remember him taking a ton at all this nine, year. Nine for 23, but this isn't updated with uh, his one shot that they counted. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, I forgot. Well, it wasn't, yeah. did, they, did they say goaltending, or did they just say they disturbed the cylinder? That, that counts as goaltending, though. Yeah, 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 that's the way they describe it. <laughs> yeah. It was like, or was it the cylinder or, like, the cone? The rim. I don't know. They pulled the rim. Isn't that what happened? Yeah. yeah. No, it was... Did they? They they also pulled the rim on that other one that they called yeah. foul. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Dang, that, what that did happen on it? That was the one where it went, it hit the mm-hmm. rim, and then like three of them went up and hit it. Yeah, but what happened on Joiners? That was, that was what I was Oh, I thought you were... Oh, oh. No. Say it, it like went, it hit the rim, it bounced up, and then they came in oh, yes. and they knocked it out and right. they called that goaltending. It would have gone in. Joiner has shown that his <laughs> three-pointers are miraculously like <laughs> it's true. accurate. He's got that shooter's role, you know. Anything else you guys have seen from these last two games that's gonna be like you really like or you really don't like? I liked Haith was yelling about moving. Yes, at against New Orleans. Orleans. We saw that from the stands. Yeah. Um, that is good. He was yeah, he was like kind of good. Meant I'm drinking that juice right now. <laughs> <laughs> Loving Haith these days. I'll update you guys on the faith and hate meter later. That's, yeah. that's what we call a tease in the business, but <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's it's weird. I'm like, man, multiple times like, well that's a that's a that's a good job. Yeah, my favorite part still it has always been about Haith is that he gets down into defensive stance on the sideline, literally shuffles back and forth for like thirty seconds at a time, and it's like very intense looking. It's, but it's the coolest. He's not annoying about it like Weber was. Yeah, or K State, State's like he's out of the box and he's actually on the court. No, yeah, he's on the sideline. He's following the rules. What I do like about Haith is his off the court demeanor. I feel like he's a more like a player's coach. Yeah. And you don't see that in college more, a lot. A lot of time in college basketball, the coaches just kind of jerks and just like rip into yeah, players because right. they know you're going to be gone in four years. You can deal with four years of this. Right. Like you couldn't do that kind of stuff with somebody that long. But yeah. he's more of like a. He's calm too. He's a calm demeanor, yeah. It's like when we make. Every, every time I think that I've like paid attention to his reaction to this, every time we have some big play, like a huge dunk or a big time three at the end of a game, he'll like give a super intense like punch in the air and get really excited for like half of a second. And then he's back to normal. Like, straight-faced again. Just one little quick thing. And then he's back back in business, which is awesome. Also a good sign. We, uh, against Dayton, even, even rebounding. So, 29-29. Yep. Yeah, well, that, that okay. we got, did we get smoked at the end, by the end of the game, in uh, offensive rebounds? They had that one position where they got, like, four. Got three of those rebounds on ours were by the team. Oh, <laughs> what did they? No, I'm looking at ESPN. But four of theirs were by the team. Okay. So, we actually beat them by one. All right. Are these the rebounds this that you is, miss the first free throw? That's what I think. I mean, I'm just getting this from Tulsa's website because um, they actually put the team stuff. So, like, College Basketball Reference will have it actually show as, like, 26, 25 or whatever. So, I assume. So, real quick, let's go through kind of who we think our players of the game for each game were. And, I, I, I mean, I have the clear ones. I don't know if you guys are going to agree with both of them, but uh, I guess I'll start. So, for New Orleans... I thought easily Daquan Jeffries. I don't know. Do you guys agree with that one? Yeah, he dominated that game. Double-double. 20, 20 points. Was it 13 rebounds? And a few steals. Who Three you had steals, to? two blocks. Yeah, so all-around awesome game from him. Matt, did you have the same? Yeah. Um, he was definitely the player of the game, but I thought Zeke Moore was the breakout star. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, finally. It was just like dead-eye from three. 
So that was awesome. But yeah, Dequan yeah. Jeffries was the was that was his game. Yeah, it's really exciting. I really hope that this is not just a, a flash in the pan from Zeke Moore and he can kind of keep this rolling. The thing I love about well New Orleans, the big thing with Jeffries is eight threes attempted. So he's having a cold streak, not afraid to shoot. He's getting his shot back. It went over the Dayton game. He was two for four in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I think Dayton, he had one mid-range jumper because it was like shot clock going down. I said, his efficiency, <laughs> he just doesn't miss at the rim. Yeah. It's awesome to watch. It's because he just freaking, he's so much, he just looks so much more athletic than everybody when he drives. It's like no, no one's going to stop that guy. Well, I think part of it is because they match him up. They put him at the four, and like fours are too slow-footed. If he yeah. takes him out on the perimeter, they can't keep up with him. Right. And the threat of his shot, you got. I mean, you can't just, mm-hmm. you can't give him space. Yep. So that's part of it. And he's he obviously he chooses his shots carefully. Yeah. Seven for twelve against New Orleans. Seven for eleven against. It's um, awesome. Dayton. One thing he can say, I think he had no free throws, which kind of sucked. But I mean, that happens. It was the Kansas State game where we had no free throws the entire game, right? No, we had free throws in Kansas State. Was it the second half then? Yeah, the yeah something the like that. Half. The second half there were none. Yeah, none yeah. by either team. I think in yeah. the second half, which and is I mean, crazy. We, Even at the end of the game, it's a close game. How did that happen? <laughs> it's no cr- fouls. That's unbelievable. Was, that was a pretty poorly officiated game. Very inconsistent. Oh, that's the one where they were calling everything in the, in the first, first half, half and, and then the literally second. nothing in the second. Yeah, weird. So, yeah, I think we all said Jeffries for the first game. What about Dayton? Uh, <laughs> I had second half Martin, Martin Zigmanu because I don't think he had a, the complete game to be considered the whole player of the game. But he was second half Martins was definitely definitely the best player. If we could combine first half Jeffries and second half Martins, that would be the all-time best. Oh, sorry. Get back to the first game. Uh, Zeke Moore, what Matt was saying, every single three he made was just beautiful too. It wasn't even like – it felt like it barely even touched net. Nice. Like, they were just going through so good. So, for Dayton, I'm going to go with Jeffries. I thought he had the complete game. 16 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, only 2 turnovers. Yeah. Ibano had some bad turnover issues, but he had a great, obviously, he took over in the second half. Uh-huh. But then even Jeffries down the, down the stretch had a couple key layups, specifically the one curl one that got, us, um, yeah. got our lead back yeah. up. That was cool. But I think overall, offensive, defensively, Jeffries again. Yeah, I would go Ibano just because... His points, second half, again, like Token said, I will say, uh, kind of concerning, I mentioned it during the game, not a lot of rebounds by him. Right. And that's kind of, I mean, he's our big man. You expect him to be getting all those rebounds. I mean, we still won the rebound battle, but uh, we rebounds was led on our side. Jeffries. No, actually Horn. Yeah, Dariah Horn had seven, which is nice to see. I mean, I would expect him. I think Horn's our best rebounder. Yeah, I don't know about numbers, but by when you watch the game, I feel like he's very dominant on that. I think so. I mean, he had that one where he like just a man's just, rebound. Yeah, he was like that was his ball. Nobody else was taking the ball. You could <laughs> oh hear, yeah, right. You could yeah. hear him rebound it. And yep. Dayton had some really good um, centers. Yeah, Toppin. Oh Toppin yeah, he was, was killing us. Was How many points did he end up with? He had thirteen, but oh, he really I didn't guess more. He didn't have he didn't have any. Re- he only had two rebounds. So their so, biggest they had two guys seven though. So him and Cunningham, that's where you can say Igbano especially did well. I think Igbano did six, had six free throws. He got those guys in foul trouble. They both had four fouls at the end of the game. Right, yeah, so they that was bring, huge. They had to bring another guy. Yeah. They only played eight guys, so I mean, really, really, like, that hurts them when they get in foul trouble like that. They're not deep. Yeah, that's what, yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to bring up, too. And I think Igbano is a good call, again, because he, I think there was a stretch in the second half where he scored on five consecutive possessions. Which is like when it's a close game like that, that's that makes such a big difference to your team, builds momentum for you. That's awesome. So yeah, I think that's a good call. 
I will say. Um, well, looking into, uh, we're at ORU, uh, which is one of our two true road games of the year, but it's still in Tulsa. <laughs> of the non-conference. South okay. Tulsa. So, yeah. It's true. South Tulsa. Um, but <laughs> this, I mean, this gives us a chance. Like they said uh, on the broadcast, they, that nine wins was the most we've had since 2009-2010. If we win... Nine wins. Nine out nine of conference. Yeah, right. yeah, no. <laughs> Yes, that is a good basketball team right there. (laughs) But we win this game, uh, that would give us our tenth non-conference win, which would be our highest since two thousand six, two thousand seven. Very nice. When did we do anything that year? Let me me see. We did not do anything. Didn't go to the postseason. I mean, we conference tournament, but no, we ended up twenty and like twenty and eleven that year. Oh, Um, dang! The next year was the one where I think we won the CBI. Gotcha. But. Yeah, so good. Definitely would like to see a win there. I mean, going into it with already ten, that's like half of what we need, I think, to be a bubble team. And but I don't think it's half of what we would finish with win wise. You know, I'd say twenty eight wins, maybe give or take. That's my end of season prediction. You think we'll have twenty eight wins? Yeah, when we win the tournament. Oh, when we win the NCAA tournament. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, not at the end. We'd have to we'd have to win out. Yeah, I was gonna say. If we if we started with like twenty eight and three going into the yeah. conference tournament, that would be awesome. But no. <laughs> um, but Pat, you did mention that you think that Tulsa loses to ORU every year that we're good and only beats I mean, them when we're that's, bad. I think I, that's just a fact. It's annoying fact. I hate <laughs> ORU. So you think we're gonna lose this week? No, I don't think because ORU is really bad. Yeah. But it's but it's a fact. What, what is, it has been a fact. It has been a fact, man. Okay. In the past, in the past, <laughs> going to the future, this bright, bright future we're going into, we will beat ORU. I I think we will. I don't think we blow it this game. What Even is? Though it's pretty close Christmas, and obviously ORU has God on their side. <laughs> I mean, we're Presbyterian, or we used to be. So basically, yeah. So ORU is used to be what's going to hurt us. Could be. You never know, man. So, ORU's 4-9. and nine. They lost to Mizzou by 16. They also lost to... Lost to SME by 12. They lost to Calbap on a miracle. Really? Oh, that's right. The week yeah. before they played us or something, right? Yeah. Two days like, before yeah. they played oh, us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dang. Forgot about that. But what's ORU? Aren't they like 4-10? and 4-9. 4-9. Okay. He, he like said that a minute ago. It's okay. Oh, I don't look at <laughs> people who aren't me. <laughs> it's um, the real way you should fairly, do a podcast. They lost to like TCU, Calabama, yeah. BYU. Who have they beat? There's no reason that should be a, a loss. That's like New Orleans. Like that should be an easy win for us. Oh, it's just the rivalry. The Mayor's Cup. Yeah, Bynum will be there. Yeah, well, we need we need to sweep this year because the women's team already won that game. Yeah, that's true. Nice. Yeah, two of Oral Roberts' four wins are non-Division one opponents. So wow. Yeah, and their two D one opponents are who? Are you looking at that right now or no? No, just okay, the, net, the net ranking. I'm assuming that uh, is James. Oh, Madison. I still have it up. It's James Madison. They're D1. So James Madison would be one D1, and then they also beat Richmond. That's def. Oh, that's D1. That's A10, bro. What? That's only A10. Oh, okay. The Richmond Spiders. Yeah. And there are other. They beat Ecclesia, which I'm gonna say is. It must be, I guess. I'm, and then Southwestern Kansas is definitely non yeah. <laughs> So, Cool. So, yeah, that's, that's going to be a fun one. I wish I could go to it. It's an unfortunate time. I'm going to be driving home that day. 
Um, I wish they normally play it like pretty early on the season. This seems like the latest they've ever played it, at least since I've been at Tulsa. Yeah, yeah usually so. the past few years it's been one of our first games. It's never right? been our last non-conference game. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's uh, I mean, that's kind of cool. I mean, I wish it was not because so then I can go to it. But having it be our last non-conference game is kind of a nice concept, I guess. Yeah, I think things to look for that game, beat him in the rebounding and keep the three-point shooting up. And see if Zeke Moore can keep it going. Well, three-point shooting, that's oh, all right. I should be doing. Good, good point. Um, I'd say 50, over 50% is pretty ridiculous. Over, like, 40, I think would be a good sign. Yeah, that over 40 from three, <coughs> that'd be real solid. Yeah. So then after that, not for a while. That's a, is it a whole week after, or is that two weeks after? I mean, it's the Christmas, Christmas break. It's yeah. 11 days. Dang, right? so yeah, we've got... Number 24, who's going to be, we'll see what they're ranked. Basketball rankings come out on Mondays. Yeah, I'm predicting 22. Yeah, so Houston, they're number 24 right now. They just, as of last week when they were 24, they beat LSU and SLU, both of which are pretty good teams. LSU is a very good team. And they were down by 15 in the second half with like 15 minutes left, down 15, came all the way back at home and beat a good LSU team. So they're, they're scary. Unfortunately... We have to play Houston and Cincinnati twice, both, uh, within the first like three weeks of conference play. Isn't it kind of? I just when we were talking about it, they played two teams that only have three letters in their names Who back did? to back: Houston and LSU. Slew. Oh, and Slew. oh, the right? same letters too! Yeah. Wow, just, so. <laughs> what is happening? It's a conspiracy. <laughs> and then all three of those letters are also in our name. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. Just saying. <laughs> no, I mean it's I not think, relevant for basketball, but I yeah. think we've agreed every week Houston's look like the best team in the conference. Yeah, they're they're playing really well. Do they we have get, three do we really get, good do we guards. Get you on board? Are you finally Houston one, Cincy two? I have been for the last two yeah, weeks. Yeah, he's been every time. Okay. No, what three we, weeks ago we started, I was not. When we started, I haven't. Uh, yeah, I played uh, Cincy first the first time we did it, but Houston's been in first since then. Okay. No, they're very good. Uh, it's gonna be they're offensively they're very good and they're kind of long, good shooting team. Uh, it's on the road. It's I mean, this would be our biggest win. For yeah, for sure. Them on the road. That's like that gets you looking at conference like for a tournament. But it's I would say I, I haven't looked it up. I think we probably like a thirteen percent chance to win. Is what I'd guess. As of right now, maybe. Yeah, like, it's like FBI. their guards. So their their three really really good guards are um Shamari Brooks, Armani Brooks. Oh, Shamari Brooks is our running that's, back. That's my yeah, sorry, guys. They overestimated eleven point six. Oh cool. Yeah. So Armani Brooks is their best player and has been so far this year. Um, then they've got Galen Robinson, who's been kind of their three-point dagger guy. And then Corey Davis Jr., who hit the big shot against Slew today to kind of ice that game for him. Uh, so if, somehow we've got to find a way to slow those guys down because we've got some good defensive players, but I don't know if we have three really locked down guys on D that can shut them down. If we can, that'd be huge, but those are three really, really talented guards that they have. Was, was Houston projected second in conference somehow? I don't know. Yeah, UCF they weren't. Was UCF was one. They lost their best player, who's really good. So I, I, I kind of understand it, but they should have been. Who? Rob Gray. Oh, Houston. I thought you were talking about UCF. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob Gray. Right. Um, <coughs> I don't know. Well, so the thing is, I don't know if we have to shut them. Cause, I mean, our matchups, it's team defense. Yeah. The one thing I'm concerned about is Karita um, and Scott on the perimeter. And now they they whip the ball around too. Like yeah. when, at least when I was watching that slew game, they freaking they throw the ball around so quick. You've got to be rotating so fast. So it's gonna be it'll be interesting to see how that matchup zone goes against them. You we might I feel like with that we might see a lot more uh, Horn at center because he's a lot yeah. quicker to the corner than Ibane. Yeah, that could be. 
So I think that could be a key. That lineup really, um, you really put anybody. It's Jeffrey's Horn out there. Yeah. Put really three guys around them. I don't care. That that, that lineup works. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be tough. If we can knock them off somehow, I mean, that's a huge, huge win. On the road at Houston in that new stadium that they have over there, it's been freaking packed every game. So, yeah, that'll be a fun one. I'm excited. Yeah, just to what you were talking about earlier, the month of January looks like it's, that it will be oh, our hardest yeah. month. I know. <laughs> ever. Yeah. We play at Houston. We play USF, whatever. Uh, we play Cincinnati at SMU, UConn at UCF, at Cincinnati yeah. versus Houston, and then Memphis. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's oh, wild, boy. It's, it's going to be unbelievable, man. Yeah, we we don't really have an easy stretch until, like... Once we, once we hit, like, Tulane, ECU, yeah. like, then we got Wichita, who's having a down year, but then you still you throw Temple in there. And at, Tem- at Temple, we're not going to be favored. Our last three games are, like, that's when it really starts, because then we get Tulane, ECU, Memphis. But, but Memphis, Memphis always beats us. They do, man. Them. They've got our number. Maybe yeah. it was that old coach. Uh, or no, God. Tubby Smith. It was Tubby Smith. Um, so he's gone right. now, so now it's, uh, you know, who is that? Penny Hardaway? Yes. Yeah. Now that they've gotten a better coach, maybe we'll actually beat them. <laughs> yeah, right. And they actually, they've been... uh I mean better coach. You don't know yet. It's his first year. No, that's, yeah. that's true. They've but actually not they been have great a better recruiting coach, at least we'll say. Tubby so Smith won a national championship. He's yeah. one of Tulsa's greatest coaches. You're saying, like, this is... We've got a decent, like, of all the years to win the conference championship. It's still, you know, it's a stretch for yeah. us, but, man, like, there's... Houston is the best team, but after them, like, we can be there, I think. I think right now, yeah. we're playing like it right now. Yeah. There's no way we're ninth. That's no, oh. yeah. That's, I mean, this is how it always goes. Like whoever the media, the, the American Conference media who picks these things, just like take your number and always just move it up at least four spots because that's happened every year. What happens if they put us one? Then we're we're back at eight now. We're, you got to go around the around the horn. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say. I mean, at the worst, you got to be the fourth best team in the conference to have a chance at the tournament. Oh, yeah, at, at yeah. being in the tournament because right now we're projected to get three teams yep. according to ESPN and I think ten, we Houston, had three last year right Houston, Cincy no we have more than we only have we three Houston, Wichita and somebody Cincy, Cincy, Cincy. Yeah. Cincy was a two seed Temple was an NIT right? yeah. Uh, so yeah we only had three smack so Temple last year we 100% year. should have been an NIT over Temple yeah right? dude oh well Um, what? so really if we could take I think Cincy and Houston is a pretty safe bet to make the tournament right mm-hmm. now but yeah. if we could take UCF spot I think we can. I think we can, too. I think, I don't know, UCF's good, but I think we can easily beat them. Yeah. Taco Fall, like, he's their, he's their team, essentially, and B.J. Taylor. Uh, but no, we they can... have good plays. Dawkins, the, the coach's son's pretty good, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Bobby Dawkins. No, they actually got a good team. Yeah. But still. I think we'll, I don't know. I'm excited to see how we play against the, the top tier of our conference this year. Yeah, that'll be a real test. We and The weird thing is we usually do way better in conference than non-conference, which isn't weird, because, like, we play hard teams in non-conference sometimes. But yeah. So if we can continue that trend, I mean, if you go by, you should, don't we just go like average 12 and 6 if you take out the one bad year? Like when we have good teams, if we go 12 and 6 in the conference and beat ORU, mm-hmm. that's, that's only nine losses. Two and nine. Yeah, that's that's a bubble team. Yep, definitely. So you think we beat Houston on the 2nd of January or no? At this point, no, but maybe when we get to get closer, if things change. Possibly. But well, we've only got one game in between that, so what do you mean? If Matt flies down to Houston and hits their best player. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, what if what if Houston, like, how many games does Houston have? What if they, like, have an injury uh, or something? Yeah. I'm, yeah. Just, I'm just saying, like, right now, I'll Not say no. No, I don't. That would yeah. suck. I yeah. don't want I know you didn't mean that. I'm just saying, like, 
Right yeah. now, I'll say no. December 30th, when we do our next episode, I'll probably still say no. But yep. maybe I'll say yes. Yeah. It's, maybe. I got to say no at this point as well. It's like I did say just, we lose to Dayton, and I was wrong. So yeah. I think I think our best chance at Houston is finally that tackling breakout game. Like him against UConn a couple years ago and Wichita yeah. State last year. Mm-hmm. If you get the solid Jeffries and Bonnie Horn game, Around a tackle yeah. and breakout game, that would be oh, a yeah. key to success. That'd be awesome. So basically, if everything goes right for us, <laughs> right? Um, well, I mean, against we, the, against a ranked team at home, everything's pretty much gotta go right for exactly. you. Exactly. No, you're right. So, yeah. so yeah. yeah, I mean, I'll say no, but you know, there's. I'm not saying there's no chance at it. There's, a, there's about 11.6 percent chance we got it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So that's all we got, right? I assume Pat and I might talk about this next time when you're gone. Yeah. So I'll be in more. Utah. So I will not be able to record for our next episode. But you guys should do one if you can. Wow. We lose to Utah, and you just decide to go there all of a sudden. That's <laughs> yes. I'm transferring my uh, my fan credibility to Utah. <laughs> um, actually, we are going way longer than I thought we were for this episode. So let's let's keep it going. Yeah. Here's so token with notable games. Here's notable me. games and the results. <laughs> So, around the conference this week, is actually, I didn't realize until I started writing these things down, it's actually a really, really good week for the conference overall. So I feel like they've, we've had pretty decent like non-conference yeah, in general. Yeah, really solid. Way I mean, better than everyone at the beginning of the year was saying the Americans so down this year. And actually, it's been surprisingly Everyone's good. Everyone's over 500 except for Memphis and Tulane, because Tulane always just drags us down. And Memphis, Memphis is the hardest schedule. Yeah, and Memphis is not a bad team. So, it'll be a, it's, it's going to be a really fun conference play. But anyways, so Wednesday on, that's December 12th. Uh, Houston, that was the game I alluded to earlier, where Houston, they were finally ranked, so, you know, all excited, 8-0. They had to play LSU at home. They were down big in the second half, down 15, came all the way back uh, against the 7-2 LSU team and won that game uh, 82-76. So, huge win for Houston there. Saturday, three days later, 15th, just yesterday, uh, we had a bunch of games, obviously. So, Memphis lost by 10 points only to number three, Tennessee. So, like we were saying, Memphis is not a bad team. They put up 92 points on the number three team in the country, which is crazy. So lost 102-92. SMU beat 7-2 Georgetown. I called them the Fighting Patrick Ewings by eight. Uh, so 81-73 SMU won that one. That's a good team too. Um, so that that's not a joke of a win for SMU. Temple beat 8-1 Davidson in overtime. So a solid win for Temple. Ooh, Davidson's good. Yeah. I think they could, I think they could, either them or Slew is going to win the 8-10, I think. I like, when I when this year started, I wasn't high on Temple, mostly just because it was Fran Dunphy, like he was leaving and everybody knows the new coach is coming in next year. He already said that. And so I was like, well, how are they going to, you know, like it's just a weird dynamic to have. So I thought that would drag them down a little bit, but they've been really, really good as well. Uh, Wichita State, who is down, you know, this year, they beat 7-2 and Southern Miss by three points. So close game, but a pretty good team. And then Cincy lost to Mississippi State, who's number 18 by 11. Uh, so that's a little bit disappointing. I was hoping they were going to somehow pull yeah. that one off. Uh, and then Sunday, which is today, Houston beat SLU, which is nice. Uh, not for Pat, because he's a, he's a SLU diehard. Um, but nice you one for Houston. You guys are all from St. Louis, but no, go Billikens. I, I mean, I like SLU. I was but, okay with whatever happened. Uh, yeah, I would have been too. I, 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 had, I had no, none of my family went to SLU, yeah, so same. it's not as much of a connection. I mean, I went to... Slew high, but not no, no connection to the universe. <laughs> but they were so. what was Slew's record? Seven and two going in. Yeah, so yeah, a solid Slew team. You another, said they another, had a good chance of winning the A ten. They were favored yeah. in the beginning of the season. But I really hope Dayton does. Yes, right, because then right after so that our, we obviously and our non conference schedule is just the schedule of conference champions. Yeah. Still want Slew too. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a huge that was that was a great week for the conference. We beat Dayton obviously today. Um 
So good stuff. Good. Hopefully we can keep that rolling into the last week of non-conference play before we go into conference stuff starting in a couple weeks. Memphis has played the most ranked teams after us and UConn, or before we're next. Sorry. Memphis has the most. They've we played, they've played us three ranked teams, and we've us and UConn have played two. Okay. Cool. That's depressing stat of the week. Love the okay. voice crack in there. Yeah. Uh, so my depressing stat of the week um, is I'm actually you know throwing statistics out the window and instead oh, put, Matt Rectine putting on stat Rectine. I know putting on my tinfoil hat. What instead. are stats of deadbeat husband <laughs> is throwing them out the window? <laughs> So instead of stats, I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat and say there's a conspiracy in all these rankings. Because on Ken Palm, we are 124. We started the season at like 116 or something like around that. How are we lower is my question. And so this is confirmed? Like you looked up what we were at the beginning of the year? And uh, he's followed all year, I believe. Yeah. Dang. That is, yeah. that is unbelievable. You know what I think it is? It's our close wins against bad teams. It's that. And on, on Ken Palm, our, our strength of schedule is like in the 260-ish if you average it. Like, like how? How is that possible? It, it, part of it is, so we've played like the tough teams that we've played in like Nevada, Kansas State, Oklahoma State. Like they're good, but we've like a lot of the the Alcorn states of the world, the South Carolina states. Those teams are really bad. We played two bottom ten Ken Palm teams, right? Yeah, I don't know if they're bottom ten anymore, but they were when we played them. Um, so let's see. We kind of we're 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 an extreme schedule. <laughs> yeah, right. We're either bottom or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they're they're bottom fifteen. Uh, both South Carolina State is three forty one, and Alcorn State is three forty two out of three fifty three. Um, and then ORU is also down there. But what what and rank then, was our schedule? Uh, like two thirty two. And how many best. teams are there? I mean, like, three hundred fifty three. So we, yeah, if we were doing, if we're in the middle because of our top tier and bottom, we should be higher in the schedule. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. So that's why that's my tinfoil hat. And then, <laughs> my, you think we my, should be like probably like the nineties? I'd say we should be closer to closer to hundred. Personally, I mean, part of it is Ken Palm is all numbers based, and so it could just be that. I mean, I think our luck stat is somehow like 72nd in the country. Uh, it is 78th in the country. So I don't know if that's a positive or minus, like <laughs> a negative. A and so that, that I guess, could hurt us. Um, I, I'm just going to say it from what I've been seeing. None of this has been luck. <laughs> There's no luck involved here. It's grit, um, man. And then that, and yeah, that, uh, that play against Kansas State at the end, no <laughs> luck. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's exactly Solid how Hayes threw it up. Yeah. Uh, and then the other is net ranking. Uh, which is the newfangled NCAA ranking that everybody hated when it first came out because they should have waited like three weeks because yeah. now it kind of makes sense. Yeah, can, wasn't Ohio State yeah. number one or something? Yeah, yeah. which, yeah. I mean, a, I mean, big, a yeah. big part of it is it takes into account like your road and your neutral no, wins. I mean, and, like, I get how, it. How good your wins yeah. are. But like, so before the New Orleans game, like, I think it's ranked, it's updated daily. And so it must have been on uh, Wednesday, we were ranked 109th. But then... When I looked at it before the New Orleans game, we were 119th. <laughs> and now we're 112th. But we were 110 yesterday. Yeah. Why are we? We should be a top 100 team. Dude. And I think we actually might now because we finally like proved that we can win. You gotta be. On the road. Like, that's a so, big win. But we only went up by one, right? In the whatever you were looking at. Yeah, we went from 125 to 124. Like, that's BS. It is. In my mind. It is BS. So, my conspiracy is that somebody, big basketball, has it out for the University <laughs> of Tulsa. Probably because they have a vendetta against Frank Haith, 
you know, just just saying, you know, Haith, hey, maybe, maybe big basketball did get us into the NCAA tournament when we did not that's deserve. That's true. It. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But so. I mean, you, you got to think Frank Haith probably made a lot of enemies, right? You know, just in his. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So I'm saying there's somebody up there who's just like, mm, no, nah, Tulsa, not, <laughs> not going to do it. So that's that's my conspiracy. Hopefully, I'm wrong tomorrow when we're a top 100 team. So big basketball, rank just us. just go all in, Matt. We yeah. should just go all in on the conspiracy theory. <laughs> I'm for it. I will bring hats next week. Good. We'll so, take a pic. We'll post it on Twitter. That's my depressing conspiracy of the week. Now it's time for Ryan's Tweet of the Week, where he talks about a tweet that somebody made on Twitter. It's a tweet on Twitter. All right. Let's see. What do I have? Are there other places you can get tweets? Um, the dark web? I don't know. Screenshots of tweets? <laughs> on Facebook? What's that? Well, you don't even use Twitter now, right? You use that other app. It's a, it's an AP, well, it's a, it's a third-party Twitter client. It's TweetBot. It's really nice. Don't use it, though. It kind of sucks sometimes. Rigging endorsement. Guess we just lost. Please sponsor us, Tweetbot. Oh, man, I'd be thrilled, but not going to happen. Uh, okay, so my Tweet of the Week is from at Golden Hurricane, which is not like TU. It's inside Tulsa Sports, which is always weird to me uh, that they got that somehow. Uh, but anyways, the tweet is, hashtag Tulsa FB linebacker Zayvon Collins was named to the 2018 USA Today Sports Freshman All-America team. Did you guys hear about this? Yeah. yeah. It's, that's incredible. Like, we knew he's a monster, but, man, to get on that list, that's really, really cool. He's so, really good at football. My defensive player of the year. There you go, I'm dude. Worthy. Very and, nice. I mean, we t- he's, play- he's playing. He's going to play, instead of Saturdays, a couple years, play Sundays. Yeah. But sometimes it's also Saturdays. Yeah. One, one, in, in, like, in December, he might play Saturdays yeah. again. <laughs> mostly Sundays. Very cool. Or, so, or Mondays and Thursdays occasionally. Maybe one Wednesday at the start of the crazy. season. You never know what I mean, they might add a Tuesday game of the week. You know, no, so that, you never that'll, know. That'll never happen. I hope not. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, that was my tweet of the week. Uh, mostly to just make everybody aware that that happened and that he's on the God. USA Today Sports so Freshman excited. All-America team. So excited for him just for like next year. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I feel like our, def- our defense is just still going to be so good. It's got to be. be way better. Like, oh, man, he is just a monster. And so, yeah. Man, that's going to be cool. Hopefully that, that'll help with recruiting. That helps with hype for the offseason. That's going to just – that's all around a great thing. So nice job, Zayvon Collins. Congrats on the award. All right, Pat, take it away. Okay, so now it's time for my faith and hate meter. And not surprisingly, it went up a little bit this week. So I'll stay with a similar analogy that I did last week where, you know, on biblical times, Frank Haith is kind of like a guy on a stone just talking to people, just, you know, spewing his beliefs, is what he believes in. And last week I said, I was like, I'd walk by, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, you hear about, like, kind of stop for a second and just listen. And it's like, yeah, you know, hear this Frank Hayes guy say, it makes a little sense. And I think this week I'd, like, walk by, stand there, but then when I went home, i like, tell my friends and family about it. <laughs> I'm like, you guys see this guy, like, Hayes, you know, he's talking about stuff. It's pretty cool. Like, but he's having this guy, Daquan Jeffries, run off curl screens and get layups and things. Like, he's, he's drawing up good plays, you know? Like, so I think I'm there. I'm a little more excited. There wasn't any notable things. Like, against New Orleans, I think the free throws misses what hurt us. It wasn't anything Haith did. Somebody's got to make... Um, Pat, no. There, there was a ring. Sorry, I got a text on my computer. But, like, so... That was really just, like, a ring. Any time you say something nice about Frank Haith, uh, Haith gets its wings. <laughs> um, that's what that noise was. <laughs> ah, that was great. Um, so, yeah, that's... I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know, Frank Haith, he's... Like, he's, he's, he's He's doing some good things. Like he's not like complete. He's not like spending the last five minutes dribbling an air that ball anymore. Like he's doing. He's doing other things. He's like, 
He's having Martin Zubani post up. Maybe he's going to teach him to pass out the post soon. Yeah, who knows? That would be a miracle. Yeah, so that's where I'm at with uh, my hate, my faith in hate. Still not like... I still have skepticism, obviously. Um, he only has one tournament win in his illustrious career, so... Uh, ah, that's surprising. That's right. Yep. Wow. At Miami, because he only, only made the tournament twice with Mizzou. He didn't win any with Mizzou. They lost to Norfolk and Cincy. And never first. made it again. Ouch, man, that's crazy. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Do we have any shout-outs this week? I have none. I have none. You want a shout-out? That was basically a series yeah, of Yeah, shout-out to our first-ever uh, broadcast in front of a live studio audience, <laughs> which is our friend Alex Newell, who's just in town and staying here. What up? Hey. It, if you heard, like, random, like, high-pitched laughter, that was him. <laughs> it was either him or Scout. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, is that, do we have anything else? No, that's it. Uh, I guess just we no episode next week, right? Pat and I will do another Nook Taking special. Taking a Christmas break break. The 30th. Yeah, with our special uh, our special host, co-host Mox. Yeah, not Josie, though. Not Josie, yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Josie. Yeah, I did, not put, I did not put that dog down. We just gave it to our friend. <laughs> we even talked <laughs> talk about her last week. Does anybody know what we're talking no, about? You talked about like you found it's a fine. dog or something. Oh, I just want to update. Every week, I like to update the listeners that we did not put down a random dog we found. <laughs> it's uh, nice to know. Uh, yeah, it's like, nice to know. Not like that one time when that dog was barking, and then apparently I put it down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Token's neighbor's dog, which is still alive and still barks at me. Oh, yeah. Those things are loud. All right. If you like the show enough to have listened through that last 20 minutes, then you are a good enough fan to please leave us a rating and leave us some feedback, uh, preferably on, like, Apple Podcasts or whatever, wherever else you listen to this thing. We would really appreciate that. If you have a question about Tulsa Sports or have a comment or anything you want us to address next week on the show, or I guess two weeks ago, two weeks from now, on the show or at any other time we are at golden hurricast on twitter instagram and facebook mostly twitter or you can email us at the golden at gmail.com also remember to subscribe on your podcast app so you never miss an episode thanks for listening everybody and we'll talk to you in two weeks stay golden hurricane.